0: This is the Unsuitable Podcast. I'm Mary B. Seyfried, a communicator, creator, and coach, passionate about filling the gap between what the church offers and what single Christians need. Each episode this season, we're going to explore what it looks like to form deep relationships as people who aren't married. This week, you're going to hear from Chinbo Chong. Chinbo is a postdoctoral fellow and a visiting assistant professor of political science at Indiana University. She holds a PhD in American politics from the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, and a BA in political science at UC Berkeley. Her name means true, treasure, or progressive, and she's passionate about living out her name and calling as an academic in the study of politics. When she's not reading, writing, or teaching, she enjoys being physically active, and having deep and meaningful conversations with people. In today's episode, you'll hear Chen Bo and I talk about the benefits of mentor and mentee relationships, the challenges of making friends when you have to move around a lot, how self-reflection can improve your relationships, and how to cultivate relationships sustainably. Before we hear from Chen Bo, I want to take just a minute to tell you about the awesome company Unsuitable is partnering with this season. At singles, sometimes it's easy to feel like the red-headed stepchildren of the church. Which is exactly why I've partnered with Rise of the Gingers, to help sponsor this episode of Unsuitable. Rise of the Gingers is a t-shirt and accessory company made just for the 2%, the wrongfully alleged as soulless, and often freckle-engulfed ginger folks out there. If you're a ginger or know a ginger, head to riseofthegingers.com. Don't forget, this can also make a perfect gift. Use code Unsuitable 10 for 10% off your order at riseofthegingers.com. Rise of the Gingers is created by Gingers for Gingers. You will not find better redhead swag anywhere else. Again, use code Unsuitable 10 for 10% off your entire purchase. All right, here's my conversation with Chinbo. Hey, Chinbo, what's up? Hey, Mary B. Chinbo, I would love for you to kick things off by telling the people a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. So I guess, yeah. So I mean, first of all, I because I'm a Christian first, but I have other identities that I constantly think about and are am very aware of. So I am an Asian American immigrant, 1.5 generation a daughter, sister, an aunt. And on top of that, I am an academic and I spend most of my time in my headspace thinking about social interactions, dynamics in the American political system.
0: I would love for you to like tell us actually a little bit more about your academic work before we hop over into some more like relation- conversations about like relationships and stuff, because what you do is super interesting to me.
1: Yeah, thanks. I tend to sort of shy away if it's not in the academic sphere. But yeah, I do find people like taking an interest in what I do. So I'm, a, I'm currently a postdoctoral fellow at the Center for Research on Race and Ethnicity in Society and a visiting assistant professor at, in, of political science at Indiana University. And prior to my appointment at Indiana, I received my Ph.D. in American politics from the University of Michigan in 2019. So I've been finished, I've been, I've been done with my PhD program for about two years now. Not only is the research topic very interesting, but I also took it upon myself to be more of a mentor slash representative of people, students who may not think that research is, could be part of their future. And so I wanted to sort of be, have that kind of presence on the, on a university campus particularly for um, Asian American students where, I guess, in the States, you're sort of expected or there is a stereotype of going into, you know, medical school, business school, all these practical degrees. And I think that really constrains a lot of creativity and options and future for a very particular racial group in the United States. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think ultimately I hope to, you know, have a full academic position somewhere to continue That kind of future for other students who want to explore other options outside of these sort of, you know, being a doc, becoming a doctor, lawyer, or businessman.
0: Yeah, I would love for you to talk a little bit about what it's been like for you to build those more like mentor mentee relationships that you mentioned briefly.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think with anything in life, you just sort of have to try things and decide, mm-hmm. oh, this is not going to work or decide that this, this is going to work. And if there there is yeah. going to be some depth and future in the relationship. Yeah, I I just I think that was sort that has been sort of my approach with m- building a mentor and mentee, mentor, specifically a mentoring relationship with people who who are who, who, who are ahead of me in the career or in the faith. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just, I have been proactive and thankfully, and by God's grace, I, every place that I have lived in, I think I had a few people each in each of the states where I, they were available and willing to invest it and invest in my personal life, but also in my professional life as well. I guess I could talk about my current postdoc director. I, so I'm, she didn't know me back in like, I don't know, 2012. But she wrote books and articles that were very central to a lot of my thinking at the time. I sort of had an eye out for her in terms of potential ways to interact with her or common setting where where I can introduce myself. And it wasn't until 2020 (laughs) where I actually was able to have a one-on-one, I guess, introduction or relationship with her. And so I would definitely say it was a long time coming. And it, it is also in the beginning. Like my mentoring her my mentoring or mentee or mentoring relationship with my current director is definitely in the in the earlier stages. But I think in that that particular example, when I think about it from time to time, is just it's a great testament of God's sovereignty and providence. Because at the time I really wanted to I don't know, I guess academics have this thing where, you know, they want to be able to talk about ideas and career trajectories and things like that, because it is such a specific industry. Uh, and so I had, I, I had her in mind for many, many years, but I think it required for me to go through a lot of character development or jump through different kinds of professional uh, stages to actually be able to have a robust and fruitful and productive conversation with her so this is all to say it's yeah it's been it it was it took me a really long time to actually um get in touch with her but um yeah i think about how you know god's timing is so perfect and it had i met her earlier i don't think Hmm. there would have been that perfect interest or curiosity and things like that on her end, as well as my end to engage her um, in a very Mm. productive way.
0: I would love to shift gears a little bit and talk, you know, we've spoken about like developing professional relationships, so maybe more in the like personal or spiritual realm of of building those kind of deep, lasting, robust relationships. I would love to hear like what that's looked like for you specifically as someone who is single.
1: I I mentioned earlier that I'm, I'm an immigrant. I was born in Korea, moved to the States when I was eight, lived in, I'm just trying to count. I think I lived at, lived in at least like seven different States. So Korea to Alaska, mm. from Alaska wow. to Kansas, to from Kansas to Washington State, from Washington State to Northern California, from California to Michigan, and then from Michigan to Southern California, and then back to Michigan to than to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Indiana. So that's sort of the, yeah, that's sort of kind of the landscape of where I come from. And I think for kind of my mm-hmm. personal narrative, and I think that's important to mention for mention to the audience that given my personal circumstances, which a lot of it had to do with family slash, I think most of it now is based because of work as a single person. It's been a very challenging Seasons, seasons of life in mm-hmm. terms of maintaining and developing deeply rooted relationships whether it's for personal or spiritual and academic or my work relationships and yeah you know i i think one thing i can say confidently is that despite all these transitions is that one relationship that may remained constant and steady has been my relationship with god like if it wasn't before my relationship Mm -hmm. my personal relationship with jesus then i don't know if i would have been able to survive or in 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 each of those circumstances and situations Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's that's sort of the first thing that comes to mind but it's been hard (laughs) especially for i know i'm hoping you know audience that could resonate where people are transitioning all the time in new york city or big urban areas so
0: it's really challenging i know like Even for, you know, me, like I don't move around that much and I haven't moved around that much. But even so, like other people are moving around a lot. People are coming in and out of the city all the time. And so it's really challenging to have to like be in a place of like constantly cultivating and developing new relationships while trying to hang on to old relationships. So I definitely resonate with what you're saying. So. It is it is very tiring, and I imagine there's, for me at least, I've tried to develop a way to keep cultivating these relationships in a way that's sustainable, and I'm wondering if you have any, like, things that have been helpful for you. I know you mentioned your relationship with God has been a really important constant, but if there's been anything for you as far as how to be in a position of continually building new relationships and not get like totally just like burnt out done over
1: it? Yeah, I think so. That That's a good question. It reminds me of sort of cadence of life. So in my mm-hmm. earlier, I don't know, I guess in my earlier 20s, I was like, I could live anywhere. I can travel, you know, I could live in one place and make new friends in the other, which for me at the time felt like it was no problem at all. And, but I think, you know, there was definitely a time where I really sought out relationships or build relationships to sustain myself to sort of have sanity and be rooted in something that is bigger than myself. And I would definitely say that came from, yeah, try trying to find a church in the area that I was located at the time. And also, I mean, actually, honestly, I think this took a while now that I'm kind of reflecting on my experiences. But being open to new people and inviting them to your life and also going, exploring their life and struggles or their challenges or joys or desires definitely takes a lot of, it's very, it takes a lot of effort and emotion to connect with another, with yeah. another person. So I would def, I would say there was a time where I was more wanting to have that kind of interaction with others. And I think, and I was young too, <laughs> so I thought everyone was my friend and, yeah. you know, <laughs> of course, why wouldn't they like yeah. me? But I think over the years, as I grew a little <laughs> older and a little bit more, I guess, I don't know, I can't think of a better word, but a bit more mature, <laughs> if you will, that it is okay for, yeah for, for, for you to sort of, let's see, it's okay for you to sort of take the season of your life to sort of examine yourself rather than sort of branching out mm. all the time. And I think I think I may have mm. sort of got out of got out from that season this past few years and realized that mm-hmm. it's in those moments where you I think at least for me, it's it's in those moments where you realize you sort of go back to your list of friends or people you've been interacting with over the years and think about like what is the nature of my relationship with this person? Like how do I feel mm. <laughs> being around this individual or group of people? Is it life giving? is it challenging and mm-hmm. so i think that the season of sort of pu- pulling myself back or retreating helped me to s- examine a little bit deeper about those relationships and it's in those moments where I, where i think i sort of prune <laughs> different kinds of relationships to go deeper and yeah. you know try decide you know decide that i don't want to pursue continue continue to pursue friendship x over friendship y because of x y and z reason
0: i'm curious you know you mentioned you'd been in season of self-reflection with your relationships i'm curious if there's like kind of a moment or a time period that you can pinpoint when that kind of started
1: yeah i think the pivotal pivotal moment for me i don't know if we could actually talk about this on, like on on with the audience but I actually i go i go to i have a therapist i see regularly and so it was, it was in my conversation with her that helped me to reflect on like my, my, my relationship with this particular friend. And I think in terms of mm-hmm. like the time period, it was actually during the pandemic. But yeah. One of the reflective questions, but if you could in, bring in like four, four or five life partners on a boat with you in the middle of an island, who would you bring and why? And I, so I put this individual's name on the list because this person and I have known known for a while across different periods of life and seasons of life. And but upon reflection, like I I guess I mean I think it's the point about is is this relationship life giving? And I actually haven't really sat myself down to give that give a very critical but also like reflect. Re- a deeper reflection on the nature of that relationship. So I guess like thinking about mm-hmm. the dynamic and how it makes me feel. Is there a mutual trust, companionship? Do I enjoy being mm-hmm. around this person? It's a, it was along those mm-hmm. dimensions where I realized, I actually don't. And and I don't I don't I can't I don't think it's good for me to continue this if Yeah. I guess for lack of a better word, enjoy this person. Yeah.
0: I also see a therapist. I still see a therapist every week. I have for a few years now. I've seen the same guy. But something that has been important for me, as far as maybe culling some of the relationships and getting allowing myself to ask those kinds of questions as well, was him kind of, you know, presenting those relationships. From a different perspective where, you know, I like really came into a lot of relationships with this like deep feeling of like obligation, whether it was because like we were tied by like family or whether we were tied by the amount of time we would known each other. You know, there were just a lot of senses of like feeling obligated to that person or that relationship and not like allowing myself to be honest about how I actually feel Mm -hmm. about that person or that relationship. And I think it can be really challenging, especially with like people who you've known for a really long time. And so there's that deep, deep tie that time can create. Like it's hard to to let ourselves be really curious about, well, what actually like, what, what role does this relationship actually play in my life? And is it a healthy one? Is it one that is bringing me closer to God? Is it one that is, you know, where I feel like loved and supported and where I feel like I can be myself and there's mutual trust you know really like it's hard for me at least to like not feel a sense of like I don't know if it's like guilt or whatever when I'm thinking about when I realize oh this is actually not a great person for me to be around Mm -hmm. it's challenging to like not sort of judge myself if that makes sense
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I, yeah, that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to hear a little bit more, you know, as you were going through that process and especially like being a Christian, going through that process, I'd be curious to hear how God maybe met you through that kind of culling process.
1: So, I mean, I think the first thing that came to, not my mind, but my my emotions or my, to my heart was Wow, this person hurt me, or like I feel very disappointed. How do I how do I deal with this kind of negative emotions, if you will? Mm-hmm. And I was actually, yeah. you know, very scared to acknowledge or be honest with myself about my relationship or the nature of my relationship with this person. If in the event that I mm-hmm. let go of this relationship or the history, long history that I had with this person, the thought of that really scared me. And so Mm-hmm. And like, what would that mean if I let this go let go of this person? Will I have is there even mm-hmm. a room for me to imagine new or hopeful relationship with other people? And like how long will that take? or does this mm-hmm. mean that i'm gonna I've, i'm a, I've yeah. failed as a, as a friend, you know, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. And I think I mean, I think thinking about that time, I, I think I must have felt, you know, God really cares about the kinds of relationships I have. And and that, Mm. you know, he wants me to be have a good life or like, you know, not in the materialist sense, but enjoy life with others and the life that he has given me and to live it to the fullest. And Mm. thinking of that, thinking of that as a backdrop must have freed me to sort of be bold and kind of decide that this wasn't for me. And so, I mean, the way I'm narrating it now, Mm -hmm. it may seem sort of linear. It wasn't linear. I don't even know how long it took. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes if, if, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, it's not, it's definitely not linear. Sometimes you can't even see it. Sometimes I don't even know myself, even in those pivotal kind of moments. But I think the bottom line must Mm -hmm. have been for me, at least, well, when I'm, as I'm reflecting on it right now, is that he cares about the kinds of relationships I have and, and he wants me to sort of mm. have a well-rounded and be happy with the people that he has pl- placed in my life. And I, I mentioned that or I emphasized that a lot because I I tend to have this perception where like everything must be hard, <laughs> like delayed gratification. Yeah. Like, everything must be hard to experience something better like like if that contrast is you know wider then you know the blessing is gonna be even felt greater you know i just kind of had that mentality growing up and i think that really Mm -hmm. uh, impacted me from enjoying the things that god has given me at the time so Mm -hmm. yeah i think i guess kind of looking for going forward you know i'm probably gonna have trials gonna have to make mistakes even as like a mid thirties person. But when it comes to relationships, you know, I I want to be able to seek out relationships that I can enjoy and also grow and learn from. And like all of that will kind of come and come through God's circumstances and situations. When, it, when or how that's going to come out, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally resonate with that as well. I feel like, I've been learning a lot about delight recently and like the role of delight in our faith and that God delights in us and that God wants us to experience delight, you know, in our lives and and in our relationships and in our relationship with him as well. And I definitely feel like in previous seasons of my life maybe for most of my life I had a bit of this like I don't know if I want to call it like a like a martyrdom kind Mm -hmm. of complex of just like you were saying like things are supposed to be hard and suffering and uh, it's all (laughs) like anyways (laughs) but I think that there's like like suffering and hardship are definitely an inevitability and I think that that's like it's good and healthy to be mindful of that, but also like that's not all our lives were designed to be and I think there's a lot of situations where I think that I'm being really spiritual and how I'm justifying staying in particular relationships, but really what I'm doing is like trying to keep myself comfortable and to mm-hmm. avoid like something a transition or a change that's going to be really difficult to negotiate, but that will like ultimately you know help my you know drive me into close deeper relationship with god with others like really improve my ability to serve god and delight in god but the part of that is letting go of all of the things that are barriers between mm-hmm. us and like the good that god has for us right now because he has goodness and abundance and fullness for us in our right now lives so i think that's a that's a challenging shift it's been a challenging shift for me to make, and it's as you said, not linear. But yeah, well, Chinbo, it has been great to chat with you. I have just two little questions for you as we wrap up. The first one is, how can we support you?
1: Yeah, I guess prayers in like three different areas of my life. So I'm I'm writing a book. I'm writing my book is in is in pro uh, progress and. Basically, it's a, it's a political science book. It's very research-based, but I guess the prayers prayers behind for that would be that the book would be glorifying to God and that it would reach, that it would, I don't know, I guess bring to bear a surface of how marginalized populations need to be included, represented more in our government. So that's, yeah, prayers for the book writing process. Mm-hmm. I think the second dimension is emotional endurance and perseverance to carry out a challenging research topic yes I do study hard-to-reach marginalized populations but a lot of that a lot of those topics are actually very depressing <laughs> it's either you know exclusion mm. discrimination and I particularly am working on a research project on anti-Asian hate crimes and though I am mm. bringing my skill set to bear to like empirically and scientifically study this kind of current phenomenon it is very hard as an individual with human like human individual with feelings to encounter this topic mm. on a day-to-day so prayers for emotional endurance and perseverance and then lastly I think yeah prayers for I we talked a lot about relationships and community and I also did wanted to mention that all even though I've sort of discuss my experiences in the past it's still a work in progress you know I'm still in search for yeah academic community and particularly a faith-oriented group of friends and community to encourage me where I can encourage them and so yeah prayers that I would encounter a community that's grounded in faith
0: last but not least will you tell me one thing that's hard right now and one thing that's great
1: I think that the hardest thing for me right now is dwelling in the provision of God in the in this Mm. uncertainty and I say this in a very selfish way in that you know I think a lot of at least like for me I'm sort of still trying to figure out where to go how to do this work Mm. and how to be situated Mm. and I'm currently seeking a faculty position so I have these questions about where will I be who will I be surrounded Mm. by so technically like Practically, I don't know where I will be next year in 2022. Although I'm currently Mm -hmm. placed in Indiana, I don't know what my next steps will be. So I guess, yeah, um, continue to stay rooted, even though a lot of the circumstantial things are shifting. That's been very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one great thing is, I guess it's sort of paradoxical, but I'm very grateful for God's daily provisions, you know, having... Shelter over my head, food on food on food over the table, like good health, just r- daily daily yeah. bread and the life that I have currently.
0: I love that, love it. Well, Chinbo, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and sharing all of your wonderful wisdom with us.
1: Thanks for having me. You can
0: follow Chinbo's work at www.chinbochong.com. She's also on Twitter at chinbo PhD and Instagram at Chinbo86. If you're a single Christian, you've probably found yourself in some derpy situations. You know, like when someone you barely know starts talking about your biological clock. It's hard to know how to respond, and nobody's talking about how weird these situations really are. That's why I created the Single Christian Derptitude Test. It's like a fun aptitude test for navigating the derpy things that can happen to singles at church. What if I told you that you have a social superpower that can keep you from losing your ever-living mind in these situations? Find out yours at marydsafer.com backslash quiz. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Rise of the Gingers for partnering on today's episode. Just as a heads up, I am an affiliate of Rise of the Gingers, which means I get a wee percentage of each sale at no cost to you. This season of Unsuitable with Mary B. Saifert is produced by me, Mary B. Seyfried. Sound engineering is by Bijoy Ahmed. And the theme music is by Chad Rawlinson. That's all for now. Catch y'all on the Flippy flop